great, mighty, and wonderful God. Oh, thou King of kings, I give you praise. Oh, Lord, I give you praise. I worship you, Father. You are the King of kings. You are the God of gods. I praise thee, oh, Lord. I worship thee, my God. Thank you for the truth. Thank you for the righteous truth of heaven. Thank you, Jesus, for the gift of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, my God, my Savior, my King. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank God. All right. Got a Bible? Let's take a look at the book tonight. I am very happy to be in church. And uh, very happy to feel healthy and strong. Very excited about the great work of God and all the things that the Lord has planned. Not only what He is already doing and all the things He's already done, but all the things He has planned. He's got lots of great things in store. And I'm glad to be a part of it. And I pray He'll let me be continue to be a part of it. Let's give God a big hand. Come on. Thank God. Thank God. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, I'm in 1 John. That's just before Revelation. Just get to Revelation 1, last book of the Bible, and back up a little bit. Or scroll back a little bit. It's a different time in which we live. Thank God. Well, as long as you're in the book, you're in the book. Thank God for that. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 14. I have written unto you, fathers, because you have known him that is from the beginning. I have written unto you, young men, and that's young men and young ladies, because you are strong, and the word of God abideth in you, and you have overcome the wicked one. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, that means any man or any woman, any boy or any girl, love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Everybody said, praise the Lord. For all that is in the world, the lust or the strong desire of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God Abideth forever. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. He didn't stop there, though. He said, Little children, young people, it is the last time. And as ye have heard that Antichrist shall come, even now are there many Antichrists, whereby we know that it is the last time. Goes on to say, They went out from us. But they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. Hmm. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not, number five, of us. Not all of us. Five times the word us. We be us. We're the church. 
We're the body of Christ. We're a part of it. So we be us. All right? All right. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Ending with verse 20. But ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. I don't just want to speak to the young people, but I do want to speak to the young people. But since we don't have any old people among us anyway, I guess that just makes it all inclusive. Everybody is a part. Everybody's included. All right? Nobody to be uh, feeling left out unless you just make yourself left out. Uh, sometimes people do make a conscious choice to put themselves on the outside. But it's not us that put you there, okay? Not us that are doing it. Unless, unless you've got a bad spirit, and I can't guarantee you that we won't be trying to cast you out. <laughs> but uh, if, if you want to be a part, if you want to be included, then that's what we want. we want. We want people to be a part of the body of Christ. We want people to, as it is written, um, I was glad unto, me, unto them when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So uh, we want to we go to the house of the Lord. We want to bring you with us. We want you to be a part of everything that the church is doing. But it is so important in that that you have a good spirit, that you have a right spirit. As it is written, create in me a clean heart and renew within me a right spirit. Let me have the right attitude. And God will test your spirit. He will find out. He will prove out if your spirit or your attitude is right or not. He's going to test your spirit. He's going to find out. All right. I want to work for a little while tonight on it's a great life if you don't weaken. It's a great life if you don't weaken. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Joel chapter 3, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles, prepare war, wake up the mighty man, mighty women too. Let all the men of war draw near. Well, don't forget the JLs. You know. See, you're named after a very great warrior woman. Don't forget that. Amen. That's right. So, you know, when, when the victory would have gone to a man, he was, he was too timid. He was too lacking in faith. And uh, so, you know, when one won't, one will. And we've always operated on we'll work with those who will work with us. And so you want to show yourself that you're trainable and teachable and workable and want to be a part, want to present yourself. Here am I, Lord. Isn't that what Isaiah did? Who will go? Here am I, Lord. Here am I. I'll go. I'll do. Use me. Send me. Okay. That, some people think that means, you know, to be sent far away. Let me tell you about that far away stuff. Let me tell you about that far away stuff. <laughs> we, um, we one time put on a little yard sale. We were visiting, and uh, we had some extra things, and we put on a little yard sale. And uh, I'm afraid I sold some things that my wife's still upset with me about it. Somehow or another, I... I got happy. And you know, in those yard sales, I get happy, right? I, I start giving things, almost giving them away. So, um, but there was this one brother. 
and he had been what's called a missionary, a laborer to a, another, a country foreign to our country. He's actually uh, over in Europe. I'll kind of keep it for that, for that moment. Just keep it over in Europe. And um, while well, we were in this garage, and it wasn't a very big garage, and uh, it was kind of a warm day. It was over the summer. And uh, after a while, we were like, And, uh, you know, and he was always talking about, you know, over there, over there, how great it is over there. And, uh, and every time he's talking about it, you know, he's waving his arm or something. And uh, the problem is that over there, they don't believe in deodorant. They weren't big on showers. Oh, and uh, now I'll tell you where over there was, a place called Spain. And uh, it's a good thing Spain is on the coast and probably has some pretty good breezes. Because when you get a whole country, a whole group of them that don't bathe and don't have a secret, that, uh, you know, there's some secrets you shouldn't have, but there's one I can recommend. And... uh, so uh, it made for a pretty rough time in that yard sale right about then. And always talking about over there, over there. You know, sometimes uh, you got to remember, and I want to tell them, hey, guess what? You're not over there anymore. You're here. And we do use deodorant. <laughs> guess what? I've got a secret. Good stuff. I recommend you try it out. Uh, so it's important, you know, to, because, uh, you know, you might pick up some mighty smelly attitudes over there. You might not quite be operating up to peak because you've been over there. And, uh, you know, he wasn't from Spain. So I have all ideas when he landed in Spain, he, he didn't smell so bad because he came from here. We, uh, I was uh, at the Cheesecake Factory. Anybody like the Cheesecake Factory? Ooh, I like that cheesecake. All right. You guys, uh, well, we were going Friday, but since you don't like it, okay, no problem. I'll just take the girls. Okay, no problem. Anyway, uh, they have a, a banquette, and uh, that's where one whole line, it's like a pew, you can sit and got a cushion at your back, and they got the table in front of you, and then at the other side of the table is chairs. And so I'm sitting at the chair. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm, wow, what is that? And right behind it is a booth. And they sat a whole bunch of people in that booth that were from over there. Brother, I want you to know I lost my appetite. I, I, was, I, I was like over my shoulder. And I'm like, not me. <laughs> I, not me. <laughs> I was afraid everybody in the restaurant thought it was me, you know. And uh, it was bad. It was really bad. And um, matter of fact, I had somewhat to say to the uh, maitre d' and maitre d'ah, <laughs> whatever they call the females. And uh, on my way, I was like, don't ever do that to me again, okay? You get somebody that smells like that, don't sit them by me, okay? Because uh, I'm out of here. 
Can't do it. Can't do it. Them folks been hanging out over there. And, uh, uh, you know, say what you might about us. We the us people. But we, we smell good. We actually invest some of our finances in perfume, cologne, deodorant, bubble bath, whatever. Something that helps with the B.O. That's body odor. Okay? And, and we, try to, we try to take care of that. You know, we try to do a little something anyway. We like some smell em good em stuff. We've got a little Indian in us, too. Smell them, good them. Uh, we want that. It's important. You know, it's important, young people, that, that we develop good habits. Now, that, that habit is called personal hygiene. And uh, we, we do want to give off a good odor. I've had, I've had people, actually, since this failed, and sometimes my grandsons, they'll, I don't know if they're getting me a hint, but they'll buy me cologne. And uh, I think maybe they just decided I need some once in a while, and I like it. And, um, and they have good taste. And uh, I have had people say, man, you smell good. Well, you know, that makes you feel good. Because when they say, man, you smell bad, that makes you feel bad. Makes you want to run for the shower right about then. And, uh, you know. But... Uh, <laughs> I once in a while, you got to have a little private side joke. You don't mind, do you? Uh, yeah, I've been pastoring these guys a long time. Oh, Lord. But uh, I'm going to tell you what. You become part of us, and we can help you to develop the right habits. We can help you do that. We can help you with a, a habit of prayer. We can help you with a, with a habit of worship. We can help you that when you come to the house of God, you don't look lost. You know, that you, uh, that you don't know where you're at or what it's all about or what's going on or what's happening or like you just fell out of a tree somewhere, hit your head and, duh, what's happening? We'll help you. We can help you about what worship is all about, what prayer is all about, what reading the book and, and feasting on the word of God is all about. And doing the work of God. Not just talking about it, but doing it. You know, some people just all about talk. But somewhere along the line, you find out that even to the point that you're, you're to be a good hearer, but not just a hearer. It doesn't stop at being a good hearer. You have to become a doer. A doer. You've got to hear it and go do it. You've got to apply it in your life. And the writer said, I'm writing to you. Because he said, you're strong. You're strong. Everybody said, I'm strong. Well, I want to be strong in something good. I don't want to be strong in bad odor. I want to be strong in the Lord. Isn't that what's written? Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You know, you know I'm going to really show you how old I am now. Or at least how much they're trying to hang the old old guy. But old guys rule, right? Never read that? 
Oh, yeah, there's lots of guys walking around with their shirts on. So old guys rule. Well, I have to stop and salute when they do that. It's kind of a positive thing, you know. Grandma Corinthian, would you stand up? Now, I knew her when she was a young lady. And uh, Grandma Corinthian was from Jamaica. Yaman. And uh, she was from Bruni Land, Roderick Land, and uh, the beautiful island of Jamaica. And Grandma, she wasn't so Grandma right then. She was married, had a wonderful husband. All the kids were little. And, uh, but she had something in her life. And I uh, asked her about that. And she said, well, she says, you know, Pastor, she said, in Jamaica. And she went on a little bit, and then she said, you know, Pastor, in Jamaica. In Jamaica. And after a while, I smiled at her, and I said, Grandma? No, I didn't say that. I said, Sister Corinthian, I said, I need to tell you something. She said, yes, Pastor. I said, we're not in Jamaica. And that's what she did right there. She just smiled. She just smiled. You sit down now. Thank you, Grandma. She just smiled. That's why she's still here, and she's grandmother, because she just smiled when the pastor told her something. And that went bye-bye, and we lived happily ever after. <laughs> and that ain't no fairy tale. That ain't no fairy tale. That's truth. That's truth. That's truth. And you know what? There's a lot of you that are here that I could tell similar things, similar things, because y'all are getting old. See, y'all are getting old, I'm getting younger. And I prove it by my memory, all the things I remember about y'all, you know. And I, I told them, um, oh, boy, I'm going to get in trouble now. But I told them, um, you know, my wife says, she can't take me anywhere. I told them, um, Tom, he better hurry up because I've been figuring out how old Michael is and how old I'm going to be when he's 15. And I, I, I want to be here to see some of the some of you little ones, Josh and Victoria and Amanda, you know. Which one's the noisy one, Josh? Josh, okay. Okay. That's uh, all right. We're going to, I know, back in Jamaica, but we're not in Jamaica. <laughs> Give him a good pop. Okay, no problem. Give him a good American crack. All right. Everybody said praise the Lord. I want to, um, I want to see uh, who Destiny's going to marry in the church. And I, I hope to get to perform the ceremony. And, uh, and I, uh, now there's a couple of them. I'm not sure if they're going to get married. They smell so bad. Oh, did I say that? <laughs> Got to work on your secret girls. <laughs> Truthfully, what you've got to do is get young. You got to get strong. You got to get strong. And, uh, I'm looking forward to some of these young men and, some of the old ones. I'm, you know, I have a scripture. I got a scripture. It said about Abraham, who against hope, believed in hope. So you're going to try to get me to the place where I don't hope anymore. But I'm going to believe in hope. Even when hope testifies, hope stands up and says, he ain't never going to get married, senior pastor. I'm going to just believe in him anyway. I'm going to believe in hope anyway. I'm going to keep on hoping. You're going to keep on hoping with me, right? 
All right. Amen. 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 So it's a great life if you don't weaken. Jesus started a church, Matthew 16, he introduced it. Acts chapter 2, he absolutely began it, and that's the nativity of the church. Acts chapter 2, all the house was filled, rushing mighty wind. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues or languages as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And they bounced out of their upper room, Mary the mother of Jesus and the other devout women and the young girls that were growing up in the church. Man, it was happening. The young men and the Jewish men, they came out of that upper room and they began to witness and they began to preach and they filled their city with the apostles' doctrine. How great that is and how great that was. Thank God and thank God and thank God. Amen. 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 So, as they came out of that upper room and they filled the city with their doctrine, and they didn't stop. And they started training the young men and the young ladies to be strong. And when the, when the widow women began to complain, and there was a difference of opinion, and uh, the apostles came together for to consider this matter, then they said, we need a strong young man. In fact, we need seven of them. And so they did. And one of them was Philip. Not Philip the apostle but Philip, one of the seven. And they said, we need somebody to really learn how to, to do some tough chore around here. First of all, we need you to help make peace. We want to have peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. Woo, yes, sir, that's in your Bible. Blessed are the peacemakers. Oh, yes. And so, so uh, we, need, we, need, we need to get things toned down, a little peace going on here. So uh, do you think you could... Help. Well, I know how to do, I can do this, and I can do that, and I can do the other. Well, great, great. Can you, can you make peanut butter and jelly sandwiches? Well, now, I don't know. I'm going to go check with Grandma about that one. I'm going to have to look that one up online. I'm going to have to call Chef so-and-so. So, um, kind of reminds me of the guy, asked one guy, he said, hey, he said, you know how to box? He said, yeah, pitched him the gloves. They put them on. I don't want to. I, I got to go now. Huh? Interesting. Interesting world. Well, anyway, Philip didn't, didn't blanch or duck or hide. He, and if he had to learn, he learned. But he made sandwiches. And he poured the iced tea, sweet and unsweet, whichever you wanted, raspberry. And uh, the Kool-Aid and all the different stuff that they had there that day, he, he helped out. Wasn't it nice when Kool-Aid wasn't a bad word, wasn't used in a bad way? Isn't that, wasn't that nice? Wasn't it nice when we were so innocent, we love God, and we love his word, and we love his doctrine, and that we're not filled with all kinds of smart aleck attitudes, and we're not, we're not trying to, uh, you know, to, to imagine that people like these people we read about in 1 John 2.19, how that people, as it is written in Jude, who once knew certain things, who once believed certain things. I hope we're rolling here. Let me tell you something. And now they make fun. They make fun of women with long, uncut hair. They make fun of men with clean face. They make fun of people who lift their hearts with their hands to heaven in the name of Jesus. They make fun of shouting and dancing and worshiping God. They make fun of modesty and holiness. And they put it down with vile venom from their lips. They've got the, the tongue of an ass. Let me tell you something. Thank God for people who once knew it and still know it. 
that's still a part of the church, the body of Christ. They still smell good. They still keep the faith and keep the doctrine. Keep the message. They haven't compromised. They haven't weakened. It's a great life living for the Lord if you don't weaken. If you don't weaken. So he said, proclaim ye this among the Gentiles. Prepare war. Wake up the mighty men. Let all the men of war draw near. Let them come up. Don't let them shrink back. Don't let them hide. He said, beat your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say, I am strong. Let the weak say, I am am strong. I write to you young men and women because you are strong, because you're baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire, because you're taught right, trained right, disciplined right, chastened right. You're in the church. You're in the body of Christ and you're growing up and growing stronger every day because you don't love the world. These are things that are in the world. Amen. Because you smell good. That's right. You send forth a, a sweet smelling savor of life. Isn't that nice? And everywhere you go, that that uh, emanating from you and uh, coming off of you. What's that word? I can't remember. Uh, but it's it's life. It's life. It radiates. It shines in your face. You have this light that you're trimming and it's burning more brightly and brightly in your life. Brighter and brighter. Oh, friend, yes, sir. And like Pete said, you're going deeper and deeper into the, into the great things of God. And, and it, it draws you closer and it beckons you to come on. And you want to grow. And when you get in the environment and people are praising Him and people are calling on His name, it makes you want to get in there and get with it. It makes you want to be a part. Amen and amen and amen. Come on now. Yes, sir, it's a, let me tell you something. If you're living for God and you're, you're excited, you're involved with more church and not less church, you're trying to grow in grace and knowledge, as the Bible said, and you're trying to learn all the things there are, as Jesus said, come unto me and learn of me. So first of all, you're coming unto him, you're coming to church. He said, where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst. And he, he's a church-going God. He comes here to do things. He comes here to heal your sick body. He comes here to strengthen you so that you can say, let me be strong and stronger. Let me grow strong and stronger. Amen. And as you do that, as you show that, that you're not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together, that you're learning to use and as Paul said, I won't abuse my power in the, in the Holy Ghost or in the Spirit. won't abuse my power in the gospel. Uh, that you, you're not an abusive person. But that you, what you have, you want to use it for the good. That the, the guys want to influence the rest of the guys to be strong. And the girls want to influence the rest of the girls to be strong. That we all want to grow stronger. That we've got words of faith to share that's going to increase somebody's strength. Amen.
and amen. And amen. In your Bible, there is some very wonderful, well, it's all good, you know that. But in particular, in my mind right now, Romans chapter 4, I believe it is. Everybody said hallelujah. Yeah, everybody said praise the Lord. In Romans chapter 4, listen to what it says here. Oh, and that's that scripture I was just quoting. Who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. God gives promises, you know. Bible said he gives great and exceeding promises. And he absolutely gives us an abundant entrance into the greatness of God's glory and that you don't have to feel you're being squeezed out. You can feel like this is where I belong. You know what? If this is where you belong, then how about starting acting like it? Act like you're talking right. You're praising right. You're worshiping right. You're doing things in the right manner. You're doing things the way you're being trained and being taught. You're saying it right. You're conveying it right. You're an example of what's right. You can be trusted. Oh, yes. So, of Abraham, it is written. That he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken. So shall thy seed be. And being not weak, not weak. Everybody said not weak. weak. Being not weak in faith. That means Watch what it means. He considered not his own body. You know, you can all the time, you know, just Abraham could have said, I'm old now. I can't hardly walk. You know, I'm really feeling sorry for myself. I miss miss my my wife. She's not here anymore. I'm buried, Sarah. I don't know if I can go on. I don't know if I can go another day. And as one grown woman called me to want to tell me about a problem, and she wanted to make sure I understood. So while she was, <laughs> oh, boo-hoo, actually said that, oh, boo-hoo. Eddie, that, that, some, I was going pretty good with her up to that part. And when she hit that part, I said, okay, I got me a faker on here. I got me a phony baloney. Oh, oh boo-hoo. Oh, wow. Talk about. Worst actress of the year. Man. Oh, boo-hoo. That was a rich one, buddy. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway. (laughs) Anyway. I am saying that uh, Abraham could have considered a lot of things. He could have thought about, well, nine to a hundred years old now. No, he could have done that. There's lots of things he could have thought about. And, uh. You know, if you let that spirit get into your thinking, then you'll always be coming up with excuses as to why not. Why not? How about if we start thinking about why for? Why for? I can do this because. I can do this because. This is why. I'm going to think of some reasons why I can do this. I'm going to think of some reasons why we can have victory. Why I can be strong. Why I can get into church and be blessed like others are blessed. 
Why? Instead of sitting around and saying, oh, that one, he's always being blessed. Yeah, God does everything with him. God don't do nothing for me, you know. But the Bible said that Abraham considered not. He didn't think about anything negative. He wasn't thinking about he was advanced in age. He wasn't thinking about that certain things weren't happening. Say, well, if I was Abraham, yeah, if you was Abraham, you'd smell like Abraham too. See, he didn't have any secret back then. They had spitting camels. They had deserts. They didn't have air conditioning. Okay? They didn't have a whole bunch of the creature comforts that you and I have. They didn't have that. No, they didn't. And, uh, you know, sometimes it was pretty good traveling distance. They didn't have cars. Airplanes or buses. No. And it was a, it was a big dis distance from point A to point B, and there was a lot of wind, a lot of heat, a lot of sand, uh, and blowing all over the place. And, and uh, sometimes it, it was a pretty good amount of time between baths. Get to take a little dip in the water. Sometimes water was very scarce. Sometimes they had to dig to get some water, not turn the faucet. You know, oh, turn the faucet, nothing came out. You know? Well, they didn't have a faucet to turn. You, know? you think you got problems? They didn't have a faucet to turn. They had to call and say, get what these guys all learned around here how to use that shovel. Had to get a shovel. I'm telling you what, big old brother went back there. I remember the first time he came around here, the man did not know what a shovel was. We had to introduce him to that shovel. Somebody said, well, get a drag line. And we said, here it is. Hand him a shovel. Here it is, right here. This is it. Oh, yeah. So you got to start learning. You got to start growing in grace and knowledge. You got to begin somewhere. You know, it's just like, uh, well, you know, like Amari. You know, you. You get him in class, and he, <laughs> Amari had to learn where you put the food. He wanted to put the food everywhere else, all over him. But he had to learn how to sit, not just him, but a whole bunch of you others that came through those classes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you all think you got it tough. You ain't got it tough because she sits failed. She's kind of bound to the office right now. You got her on administrative leave. But, uh, you know, I told, the other day they they. We did a little something we have hardly ever done in our lives, but we had a little blood work done. And, uh, and so, you know, uh, when they looked at the blood work, I was fine. And they looked at hers and they said, okay, now you got some problems, meaning nothing terrible, just a little high in something, a little high in something else, maybe a little low in something. And uh, I said, well, honey, I said, what it is is I look like I'm going to die. But you are going to die. <laughs> we had a lot of fun about that. <laughs> I think what it is, is is that she's seen me enjoy her cooking and, and cleaning up around, doing all these things. So I think now she's thinking maybe it ought to go the other way. Maybe now I ought to start cooking. I ought to start cleaning. Think again, babe. Think again. <laughs> anyway, anyway, I am just saying that your Bible said here, in the book of Romans. And uh, I'm glad that the blood work all turned out good, and I thank Jesus for that. I want to make that clear. Thank God. All right. But here, Abraham, he considered not, the Bible said. He considered not. There's some things 
that you need not consider. Let me tell you something. If I paid attention to every pain, you hear me? If I paid attention to every pain, I would be, I would be in, a, in a hospital. I would be in a doctor's office. I would be in machines running over me taking pictures. I would, I would be in the bed. I would just, you know. You cannot pay attention to everything that comes along, every thought, every spirit that brings negativity. You, you cannot. You've got to learn like Paul. My God, the man, the man comes through a shipwreck. The man has no sun, no moon, no stars, no way to navigate. And they are in the middle of nowhere without a map or a GPS. Without an iPod or an iPad or a cell phone or an Instagram. He couldn't even send somebody a picture back to Jerusalem. Hey, we're out here in the middle of nowhere. Help. Couldn't do that. Couldn't do that. And then, and then the, the whole boat went through this storm and to the, ba- to the back part of it was being beat to death by the waves. They're all in the front. They wind up having to go in the water. They're grabbing boats, uh, g- grabbing pieces of wood, and they're, they're floating themselves. And I guess that's where surfing started. I don't know. Well, they were hanging 10 right up on the coast of some place that was uh, different. And unknown to them, a different place. And it was there was no familiarity. You know, how many of you have ever heard people talk about going to other foreign countries and winning souls? You know, missionaries. Anybody here? Wave at me. You ever been in a service? Okay. Okay. And and you know, you know that that when they got to talking about it and they got to preaching about it and they got to telling about it. You know, you, you were moved to tears, and, and you thought it was just great and just marvelous and just wonderful, and wow, man, I wish I could go to, you know, down in the islands, or I wish I could go over to Europe, or I wish I could go to Taiwan or Russia, you know, and all that stuff. Okay, okay, okay. But I'm telling you, just like saying I wish I lived back in the times of the apostles, I wish I lived back in Abraham's time. Huh? You just don't know what you're saying. Okay, you don't know what you're saying because you're living in, in pretty much in the lap of luxury because our United States of America up to this point has been um, uh, considered our poor people. And as Abraham said, uh, not Abraham, excuse me, Lincoln man, President Lincoln, I should say it that way, said that God must love the poor because he made so many of there's that word again, us, <laughs> okay? But us poor here, measured against any other place, we're very, very rich. We're very well off, okay? And I am saying to you that here is the Apostle Paul, and he's paddling himself, getting to this shore with the others, and he, he's looked at by the natives of that country, that island, and they're, they're saying, man, that was a bad storm out there. And they're all looking at him, you know. And so Paul, he's not standing around saying, "Boy, I'll tell you, I'm feeling beat up. That last wave really knocked the socks off of me." And, and man, this is a different place, and I don't like this place, and I there ain't nothing good about this place. And meanwhile, there's beautiful green trees and fruit all around the place, and people that are looking at him like they're they're hungry and they're wondering, and can you talk to us? Can you tell us something? Where have you come from? And uh, but the apostle Paul, the Bible said. He, he got to work. 
And you know, it's like one man said that came around here. He said, um, he said, yeah, we were mowing, senior pastor, but um, he said, we had to stop because it's raining. I said, you stop mowing because it's raining? He said, oh, we, we, we should keep going. I said, yeah, I said, a little rain never hurt anybody. I said, you just keep right on mowing. He said, wow. He said, okay, senior pastor said we mow in the rain. Learned a new thing today. We mow in the rain in Belgrade. I said, that's right, buddy. And while you're mowing, it's growing up right behind you. <laughs> so you better mow fast. Mower boy. Okay. So I'm saying the apostle Paul didn't let anything, the, the, the coldness. Well, that preaches to me because I hate cold weather. He didn't let the present cold bother him. He didn't let the rain bother him. The Bible said he began to get the wood and he began to build a fire. And then, and then, out of that comes a snake, a venomous viper, and latches onto him. Just attacks him. Now, you know, I got to tell you, roaches don't bother me. And lizards, they don't bother me. Now, I have seen them. I don't think I've ever seen Sister Urshan shout like she shouted at the corner of Uncle Dwight's and Goodwill. Oh, yeah, you weren't here. You were still in pampers. But um, we were driving home. And, uh, and I have a witness. Seems to fell right back there. We were driving home after probably a Wednesday night service. As a matter of fact, only other time it could have been would have been a Sunday night service. And uh, we got to the light there, Avenue A, and uh, all of a sudden the back door goes open and Sister Urshan is out in the street. And I, I'm looking around. What in the world? And it finally dawned on me. A roach got in her hair. Now you know, if you won't shout because of the Holy Ghost, we do have other methods. <laughs> All right, Tom, let the roaches go. <laughs> oh, brother. Yeah, Lord. Well, I'm going to tell you about the kind of hardy stock we raise up after we train them a little bit. You know, get a chance to get that little, little squeamish stuff out of you, you know. And uh, and uh, Apostle Paul just looked at that snake. Get out of here! Now I'm building a fire here. My revival here. Ain't gonna, you ain't gonna bother me, pal. And them, them those dudes from that island are looking at them big old saucer eyes, you know, and they're like, "Oh, this guy escaped the vengeance of the sea and that storm." And, and now, and they knew what kind of snake that was. You hear me? That wasn't an earthworm that you go fishing for. Fish out here in the canal. Whatever kind of fish is out there. Uh, uh-uh. No. That was a venomous viper. That was a bad dude. And they were looking for Paul to quit. Ha! They were looking for Paul to fall down and die. They were looking for Paul to cave in and just throw in the towel. And you talk about all these people. Oh, I wish I could go to these other countries. God's got you in a country. God's got you in the lap of luxury. God's got you. God, bloom where you are planted. Worship where 
God is moving and you're a part of it and you are invited to be a part of it. You're encouraged to be a part of it. You're wanting, we're wanting to include you to do the work of God. Well, you know, we could go to China and we could win some of them Chinese people. Go right down to Wollong and you can save them and have a good meal at the same time. Amen. I heard we used to have some guy around here, what about the children? We got plenty of children. <laughs> it's another inside joke. Only people who pray know about that, or at least went to the prayer room. Let me say that. <laughs> we've, got, we've got children that need a good example. We've got children that need somebody to pray for them. We've got children that need somebody to show them how to worship. We've got children, got children here that need to be, see an example of how to have church. How to be a part of us. Us. Now when the church, Philip down there feeding all them widows that were just, you know, complaining. My God, I hate complaining. Don't you know senior pastor's number one commandment? Thou shalt not complain. Actually, that's number two. Number one is senior pastor's right. Yeah, Lord. Well, I am saying to you that that people, Philip, he didn't stay. He grew. He got stronger. He got more trustworthy. He was dependable. He was dependable. And when he needed to be there, he was there. So when old widow Jehuda about to complain, whoop, he stuck a sandwich right in her mouth. There it is. And here's your Kool-Aid. Be happy. Okay. Yes, sir. He was right there doing the job. And that's why the Lord began to talk to the leadership and began to talk to him and said, I got his town right down the street. And I want you to go to it. I want you to go down there. Now, you see, we got some people. Y'all better be seated because I ain't done. God bless you. And uh, But I don't mind if you want to stand. You just can't sit. That's okay. My pastor preached a conference one time. and They said fire was running up and down everybody's back. They couldn't sit down. So if the fire is running, hallelujah, stoke it, make it stronger. But um, as Philip went to Samaria, there's a lot of people that said, ha, oh, Philip, now he done made a mistake. Now old Philip done for. You know where Philip went? Philip went down there to Samaria. Man, we ain't got nothing to do with them Samaritans. Them people, weird. They ain't like us. God for that. Yeah. Philip went down to Samaria. Philip went down to where they were considered to be outcasts. Nobody wanted anything to do with them. And you know what? We have had people tell us. We have over 300 people regularly that are coming to services. Many of them, not a few, I do not exaggerate to you, Many of them are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. We had a man just this past Sunday that the men gathered around and they prayed for this man and they baptized him and he got the Holy Ghost in the tank and spoke in tongues for one solid hour. That was just this Sunday. Let me tell you something. But people told us, so-called preachers told you don't want to go where you're going. You don't want to go there. You want to go out there where they're rich. And I'm like, 
No, actually, that's exactly where we don't want to go. See, uh, Philip and the Apostle Paul and others that have the Holy Ghost that are of us, and we are of them. We know where the good fishing spots are. You know there's men in this town that get paid good money to take you to where you catch fish. They don't want to, they don't take you out on the lake and, and, and you catch nothing. They won't take you where the fish are. They're guides is what they are. Well, I got a guide. The Holy Ghost will lead and guide me into all truth. The Holy Ghost will take me to places where there'll be open doors of utterance and God will give us the boldness and the strength that we can win souls. Let me tell you something. God knows how to run his business. And you need to learn how to take the training and the teaching. You need to realize that you have an opportunity to be a part of the great work of God. And God, please, let me be among the strong. This is a great life if you just won't weaken. If you just won't weaken, you're called to be strong. You're called to strength. God is my strength. So quit considering all the negatives. Quit considering every ache and pain. Quit considering every little creek or every little thing and letting fear run your life. You know, I don't know how many years ago it was, but I'd been in the church for over 30 uh, at that time, and I'd never, ever once been to a, uh, a doctor's office or a hospital unless I was there to pray for somebody else. And uh, one night, I couldn't swallow and uh, I mean, I couldn't swallow my own saliva. And it, I babied it. I, I tried different, you know, hot tea or hot this or hot that, and nothing was working. And uh, I prayed and just wasn't getting anywhere. So about 2 in the morning, I got in the car and drove myself to Palms West Hospital. Scared my poor little wife to death. But uh, I went to Palms West Hospital, and, of course, they're so quick, you know, I sat there for about an hour and a half in the emergency room. And I love the speed of emergency rooms. <laughs> you know, and I, had, and, and I was getting a personal testimony, a personal taste now of not waiting for somebody else to get in their room to pray for them. But now it was me, oh, Lord, standing in need of prayer. So, uh, and all the while I'm there, I can't swallow. I'm, I'm in a mess. You know, I needed a spittoon like somebody that was doing that junk, you know trying to get rid of it because I couldn't swallow. And uh, so what those nice people, Charlene, she had to go out now, right? Well, I'm going to get to tell about the nurses. Okay. So anyway, here comes this nurse. And she comes out and she says, hi. And she says, I need you to open your mouth, stick out your tongue. Ah. And so she says, uh, all of a sudden she comes out with a Q-tip about this long. And she goes, boop. All the way to the back of my throat. I was like, I don't know very much. And so, another sat down for another hour and a half. And somewhere around four in the morning, I finally saw what the inside of the emergency room looked like, where they tell you to sit down. And I'm like, sit down. How long is this going to be for? Okay, so I sat down. And uh, so they they came in, and they they did a little... Gave me a, they gave me a Gatorade, and they gave me the tiniest little pill. They said it was an antibiotic. I'd never had an antibiotic. And uh, so I'm like, okay, we're having some firsts tonight. 
So I popped a little antibiotic and I drank it down with the Gatorade. And, uh, and they found a vein and they put a shunt in there and they shot me full of some steroid. And uh, so, you know, I'm just sitting there and, and here comes the doctor. Now, the thing about this doctor that you like is that his pants, his belt started here. So, what brings you out here at this time in the morning? He better be glad I couldn't swallow and couldn't talk. Oh, brother. And I said, I can't swallow. That brought nothing. No kind of response. Nothing. He left. And uh, I'm sitting there and I'm sitting there. Oh, Jesus. All of a sudden, I could swallow. Man. Now, you know how you feel when you feel good, right? Which way to Denny's? And there was one just down there in Royal Palm, buddy. I went to Denny's. I had pancakes. I had syrup. I had hot tea. I'm swallowing. I'm eating. I'm happy. I'm excited. I felt like I just got filled with the Holy Ghost and fire all over again. I felt so good. And I'm saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, dear Jesus. How good. You know, if you're just going to sit around and be a sad sack, you know, and you're just going to get down in the dumps and get the mully grubs, then ain't nothing going to go right for you. That's not the way to see God make you stronger. That's not the way to happiness. That's not the way to the glory of God. you got to tell yourself a soul here is the same as a soul there. And you might find out that the training here is better than the training there. You might find out that the smell here is better than the smell there. You might just get a good attitude creating me. That clean heart. Give me that good attitude, Lord. That things are really a lot better than you're giving it credit for. You can remain standing this time. I'm going to have mercy on you. I'm going to quit. But I am reading to you about this man who would not consider all the negatives. Okay? He wouldn't consider that. And even when hope got up in his grill, he still said, I'm going to believe. And then the Bible said, being not weak, not weak, not weak. Everybody said not weak. weak. It's a great life if you just don't weaken. If you just don't give in to the devil. If you resist him steadfastly in the faith. That's what your Bible says. And you know what? Sometimes the devil appears in people that you might consider to be your peers or your friends. Sometimes the devil's spirit gets on them and they're the ones that's saying it wrong to you. And they're the ones that's trying to get you to do wrong. They're the ones that are, uh, have negative things to say. Well, you know what? We've always said you fight the devil right where you meet him. And when you recognize it, you need to put your finger on it and say, Hey, hold your peace. All right. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own self or his own body. Now dead. He didn't even pay death any money. Isn't that something? When he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb, he staggered not. Staggered not. You know, sometimes, oh, sometimes, friends, 
Sometimes you just feel like, wow, what just hit me? And then you kind of look around a little bit and you say, is that all you got, devil? Is that the best you got? Man, because I'm up and I'm running and I'm feeling good right now. All it took was a good old Holy Ghost service. All it took was a good hand of God. All it took was the prayers of God's people. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Let me tell you what, and I don't have time to go back into old brother Joe, but I want you to know. <laughs> Man, when God showed up, and you read the last few chapters of Job, always remember to read, finish that book, okay, 42 chapters. You make sure you get to those last three chapters. And God appeared, and old Job, God said, all right. Now, he said, I will ask of you. I will demand of you, Job. Job said, Job, what is your problem? <laughs> you know, that's how you need to go in the prayer room. And God looked at Job and said, all right then, we can work with that. That's good. That's good. You know, your prayers can move God. You can get God's attention. You want to cry, don't cry and complain. Just cry to God. And just tell him how sorry you are and that you're sorry for being so sorry. <laughs> you know, and, uh, and he staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but he was strong in faith, giving glory to God. And that's what Job did. That's what Job did too. He did the same thing. And man, I want you to know God told those miserable comforters in Job's time. He told them, hey, you boys, he said, you go to Job and you absolutely ought to ask him to pray for you. You better ask him for forgiveness. <laughs> and they thought they was just so, and God just gave them a good clobbering and told them, you just go right back to that person you've been putting down and you've been saying all that junk about. And he said, you get right back there and you tell that person, you, and you better ask that person to pray for you because I'm going to tell you what, there's something heading your way. And when it gets there, you just might lose your mind. <laughs> Say, I see things. You're going to see something all right. You're going to see something that's going to get your attention big time. I told you about that preacher friend of mine. That, and I am trying to close, and I'm past my time. And he said, he, he, he turned, I mean, his eyes got so big. He, he was so pale. Beads of sweat broke out. And he went running past me. Went to the pastor's office. And, but later on, I saw my pastor, and I said, well, what was wrong with Brother Sosa? He said, well, he said, you know, you know, sometimes you say this, and sometimes you say that, and sometimes you say the other, and he said, sometimes you, you plug in. 
you know, car, you want to get your hair curled, stick your finger in that socket right there, girl. You don't need a curling iron. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, he plugged in in the Holy Ghost. And, and God said, yo, you, you want to know a little something, honey? He said, well, I'm going to show you a little something. And, boy, when God showed him, it scared him. You hear me? It scared him, him a grown man. It scared him. And I am telling you that you might want to approach God with respect and with reverence. You might want to teach and you might want to teach by example, have a good attitude, and approach the work of God and the things of God with a right attitude. Okay? You might want to do that. Hear me now how important it is. I am telling you, and I could preach to you another hour on how good God is, how good the Holy Ghost is, how great it is to be in the church, not be in a hospital, not be in an emergency room, not have your, your body all weakened, and, and that you, you're young and strong and healthy and a part of God's work, something exciting, and that you know the truth of God, and that, and that people who left, that's, that's right, they left. And it was made manifest. And it will be shown who's of us, us, and who is not a part of us. Those things happen to bring it out, to make it manifest what the problem is, what the situation is. And you want to be on the right side of things when it all gets said and done. You want to be able to shake it off. You want to be strong. You want to be strong. And this is a great life if you will not weaken but that you will, as the writer said, grow stronger and stronger and stronger in the Holy Ghost. Give him a big hand. And I'm telling you, we're going to come around the front. We're playing and singing, worshiping. It's a great life. It is a great life if you just won't weaken. you be strong. You're built upon a foundation, a sure foundation. The things that you're being taught are right and correct. It is written, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might and take unto you the whole armor of God. You come here, you learn, you learn, you learn. You don't come here out of the world and then you're going to go back to worldly ways and try to infiltrate the church with that garbage. We don't want your garbage. We have the Holy Ghost. We have the, the environment that comes from heaven. We're made to sit together in heavenly places. Amen. Let's lift our hearts with our hands in reverence, respect unto our God tonight. I praise you, Lord. I worship you, Father. I bless you.
Yeah. 